Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today as always by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On this episode, we have a 2022 preview of all women's soccer content that's going to be live for everybody on CBS Sports. We're so excited to dive into it and sort of give everybody a very quick rundown of some of the great games that they could watch on CBS Sports platforms. But first, a quick reminder, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. If you're listening right now, it only takes a second. You can go ahead and click rate and it helps us so much here at Attacking Third. I'm so excited to get into all this with you, Lisa, because when we were content planning this, we were like, God, there's just so much good stuff here to just sort of really sink our hands into. And I know that we're really looking forward to a very active 2022. We thought our first six months in 2021 <laughs> chaotic. It's going to be full speed ahead in 2022. We're still we're still ringing in the new year here at Attack and Third. Of course, How are you doing? We are. of course, we're still ringing in the new year. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the landscape of soccer that is to come in 2022, I feel like a kid in a candy shop. I'm just so excited to watch it, to cover it, to see what unfolds, um, rosters that have to come, new players that are being brought into this field and into the game. There is so much that we have to uncover, but um, it's it's good. And I'm excited to do this with you. And this is really like a primer episode and as as we were content planning and, and writing the rundown for this, I was getting more and more excited for everything that is to come because even like big picture wise, it's World Cup qualifiers. And in the NWSL, there are now 12 teams joining um, two extra from last season. There's just so much to eat up and I'm really pumped to cover it. But today it's just like a little taste. It's like a little yep. teaser that we have for everyone, in, us included, honestly. Yeah. No, I love it. And I just some sometimes it's like here here at CBS, it's like right, massive powerhouse for mm-hmm. for soccer rights. People could come to CBS Sports, Paramount Plus, you know, other CBS sports platforms and know that they can find soccer 24-7 around the clock. But for us at Attacking Third, we're always covering a specific side of the ball, right? And we're just like going through this and we're like, it's not just NWSL like anymore you know it's it's we've got the introduction of another of another league that we're going to get into we've got um different world cup qualifiers right in in play we're we're so excited it's truly going to be a very busy year of women's soccer coverage ahead of us here at attacking third 
but let's start with that. Let's let's start with our, our big juggernaut, the one that's got you know a, a special place in our hearts, right? NWSL season is going to kick off sooner than we expect. Uh, at the time of this recording, we're already past the th- the thirty day mark. It's it's going to be a month out from from when uh, players have to report to market. Where for official preseason camps kicking off in for respective clubs, and like you said, Lisa. There's going to be 12 teams this time instead of 10. So it's going to be two more teams for us to keep an eye on the league uh, towards the end of that very busy draft week. They also announced a little bit of a framework, right? A timeline and framework in place ahead for the 2022 season. Kind of, it was like a little bit of a gift. It was like a little, you know, to kick off the holiday season for uh, fans looking ahead to 2022. And uh, it talked a little bit about uh, an actual start date for for, uh, checking for preseason in February. It talked a little bit about Challenge Cup, reintroducing that for the third annual year, uh, talking a little bit about the break and everything that's going to be happening in 2022. Lisa, why don't you hit us with maybe some of the bullet points of of some of this NWSL uh, uh, framework for the uh, schedule ahead? It really starts with um, preseason. That's coming up February 1st. Man, that's a really quick turnaround for those players. But from watching them on social media and staying in touch with a lot of players competing in the NWSL, they're so ready to get back with their teams and with their clubs and compete. Um, And it'll be a six-week preseason that does also include a Challenge Cup during the preseason. And although um, the NWSL and the league really dub the Challenge Cup as a tournament within itself, a lot of the teams and the coaches specifically look at it as a preseason to get those preseason games in against competition in the league that you will be competing with the entire regular season, um, which makes it a little easier for coaches during that preseason to not have to schedule so many friendlies with other clubs or younger teams, college teams that are happening because they can really say, okay, Challenge Cup is starting. Uh, These are going to be our our preseason games before we get into the regular season. Um, So it'll be the third time that the NWSL hosts the Challenge Cup. It'll start March 17th and it'll end on May 7th. So just about two months uh, for these teams. And now there's 12 teams competing. So there will be three groups of four teams to accommodate all 12 of those teams. Double round robin matches. So in your group, uh, you will play six matches, two against each other team in your group um, before you even get to the playoffs. And then um, heading into the playoffs for the Challenge Cup, single elimination, and then whoever wins. So that's really the first trophy that a team can raise in in 2022 is the Challenge Cup trophy because that's really how it starts. And then before they get into the regular season, there will be a little bit of a break for these teams. It's not going to just rush right into it, but it's crazy to think that this Challenge Cup, Sandra, started in 2020 as really like the first bubble throughout this pandemic that is still ongoing. Um, But that's what it was for the NWSL. They wanted to play. The players wanted to play. So in July, they went to Utah. They they set up the first bubble for professional sports. And it was the first successful bubble. Remember, I mean, that feels like a lifetime ago, but it's back and it's the third year. Were you expecting the Challenge Cup to make another return this year in 2022? Yeah. You know, I think uh, the league was was pretty dedicated to that. I think when it got announced initially, I mean, it was a it was a very, I wasn't going to say big, it, it was a very epic time uh, when it got launched. I mean, it, it marked history for, for the mm-hmm. league and the sports landscape in the United States, you know, because it, the league NWSL was 
the first, you know, contact sport, you know, and pro, pro league to make the return to play in sort of the, the beginning stages and height of, of the pandemic in 2020. And based on its success, the league kind of saw it as something that, hey, this is something that we should keep going, you know, moving forward. And um, that has sort of also been something that coaches in the past have said that like there needs to be those type of opportunities for the team and their players, you know, for, for the league to sort of give other players, quite frankly, opportunities to get runs out there. Uh, but I don't know if they saw it ever being something as like a preseason type of, yeah. of tournament. I, I don't know. Maybe, and, and maybe this is still very early for the challenge cup, right? It's going to be the third annual one. Like you, like you mentioned, and perhaps in the future, maybe they'll restructure Challenge Cup move, moving forward. But for now, it's still definitely one quick sort of mini tournament that's taking place. And in you know in this case, moving forward, um, adjacent to a full regular season, it's going to be viewed as like a preseason tournament, which might not be yeah. a, a bad a bad thing. You know, last year with the schedule with so many games, it was the longest season ever. You're talking February to November um, and yeah. having one of the longer preseasons in history, it sort of felt like maybe players wanted to sort of have something a little quicker, a little sooner for them to get a run out uh, instead of just sort of having to crack at each other during scrimmages and trainings, right? And wanting to actually go up against some some opposition. So um, I'm excited to see what Challenge Cup will bring in, in 2022. Sandra, you mentioned that we could potentially see this landscape change and I have no insight here. I don't know if you do, but what, are you talking like potentially because they're still trying to figure out what the challenge cup is. It could almost be like a champions league type thing or a tournament within a regular season. Like, hello, let's throw some darts at the board. Let's see what sticks. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't hate it uh, personally. I, I I'm so used to watching that type of stuff take place in, in other leagues. Right. Uh, but I also wouldn't, you know, be surprised if, if maybe that, you know, they took that into consideration as well, especially because of the type of league it is right. Where uh, it it's a, it's a league that is used to like other, other areas in the world mm -hmm. where they have to maybe take a look at what's going on in front of them, the calendar year and say, Oh, like this year is a, it's a cycle. There's going to be an Olympics. There's going to be a world cup. Maybe in some of these years where there's preparation or considered sort of a, a non-tournament year, international tournament year, that you maybe have something that rotates uh, within the schedule. I'm sure the players would be open to that um, as well. So we'll, we'll see. But for now, Challenge Cup is is being pitched as as a preseason uh, tournament. And and if maybe they keep it as a preseason tournament, and who knows, maybe the NWSL tries to include something else uh, within that during uh, those small uh, breaks that they have during the season. Because we've already, you know, we've already seen um, something like women's ICC come into play. And though it's not, yeah. you know, ran by NWSL, it includes NWSL clubs. And then we saw something with the, uh, you know, the inaugural Women's Cup with uh, Racing Louisville and Chicago Red Star. So we'll we'll see if that continues, uh, you know, mo moving forward. Um, you know, these are all small things that take place in the season, but they're always these like mini tournaments, right, that are just in quick succession, like over the course of, yeah. of a week. So uh, we'll see. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be against it, but, you know, all with uh, with the players uh, consent, of course, uh, and see how that all sort of uh, shakes out. Uh, but I think one of the big things that stood out for me, Lisa, when we were looking at this sort of NWSL framework for the timeline ahead was the fact that the regular season, you know, is going to look a little bit different 
But if you've been here a little while, maybe look a little bit similar because it has some themes from uh, NWSL seasons past. Like uh, we mentioned already at the top of this episode, how uh, last season was the longest season uh, in NWSL history that included a very early uh, preseason start, included um, a championship that took place uh, almost on the, around Thanksgiving, right? Uh, and then in, in between that, you had Challenge Cup and you had Olympics and, and all that kind of stuff. And 24 games to be played between 10 teams so this this year in 2022 it's going to be the first time since uh, 2014 where the the format's going to mirror some years prior so each team is going to play each other at least once home and away uh, and versus a 24 game season this time it's going to be a 22 game season to sort of help balance out uh, the, the fixtures that take place over over the year but the postseason is still the same the postseason is still the same it's still going to be six teams Lisa right it will be six teams making the playoff. Top two seeds will get a first round bye, which uh, the expanded playoff format we saw first come into play last season in 2021. So they're sticking with it. Um, and the NWSL championship will be the weekend of October 28th. So uh, already it's shortened. It's shortened. The NWSL championship in 2021 was November 20th. And now it's going to be... Um, October 28th weekend for the championship. So, so far teams can win the challenge cup. They can win be shield winners, meaning that they finish number one in the standings and they have the best regular season record. And then you can be an NWSL champion. Um, maybe a team will get the sweep, get all three of them, but it, between the Challenge Cup and the regular season, teams are guaranteed 14 games at home and 14 games on the road. So it is completely balanced from start to end this season, which is really huge for these teams. Because last year, I think with the 24-game season and, and going on the road and playing two against a certain opponent two times at home, once on the road or, or vice versa – Teams kind of got tired by the end of the season. We saw a lot of injuries coming into play. So overall, I am very happy, frankly, with how this season is is shaking out so far and just the framework that we have for it. Um, so uh, a little recap of dates for everyone. Preseason players report February 1st. Um, Challenge Cup will be concluded on May 7th. And the NWSL Championship will be the weekend of October 28th. So three big, big dates that um, everyone needs to be putting on their calendar, their fresh 2022 planners that they have for this year and encircling those dates, because I know I did. But um, it, yeah, really balanced schedule from start to end for these teams. I love that for your fresh 2022 <laughs> calendar. I know for us here, Lisa, like we've already been like marking off and checking off. And oh, yeah. out. I, I opened my 2022 planner that I have, like a tangible planner in like yep. October of 22 or of 21. Excuse me. I had to get some stuff on the books. You you got to plan ahead sometimes. <laughs> you, this might sound kind of like funny, but you got to plan ahead for when the plans don't work out. If that yes. makes sense, right? A little bit. That's kind of that's kind of the vibe. <laughs> uh, but we're excited uh, as always for for NWSL to to make its its return, and we're gonna keep, continue to keep everyone posted on uh, all of the news and updates that come out of the league. Uh, you know, in terms of the the schedule that officially will have to be dropped eventually, and any other uh, you know uh, trades, transfers, uh, coaching hirings, right vacancies that are still out there. And uh, we're going to keep an eye on all of that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we wanted to to show love to NWSL at the top of the episode. But the truth is, is we're going to have so much stuff uh, to cover on the CBS Sports side of things. We've got another league entering the fray for CBS Sports. We are so excited about this when the news dropped on it. The FA Women's Super League will have a home on CBS Sports platforms beginning the summer of 2022. Uh, CBS will have broadcast rights to the league. Barclays FA Women's Super League, it's uh, considered the highest league of women's football in England. It's got 12 teams, fully professional uh, in the 2018-2019 era. And they're actually in the middle of their season right now, right? Yeah. They're going to be competing uh, this uh, this weekend. Uh, took a bit of a uh, a break there. We'll just we'll just call it for for now. Uh, haven't played since December the nineteenth, but now. 2022, they're going to get back into the swing of things. It's going to be match day 11 of 2022, about halfway through their seasons. Why don't you uh, let the folks know where the standings are right now? Let's We're doing it. We're doing it in real time, Lisa. We're doing coverage of the FAWSL. Hit them with the standings. Yes, I'm pumped for this. So match day is back this weekend for the Women's Super League. Number one in the standings right now is Arsenal. So um, that's huge. Number two, Chelsea. Three is Tottenham. Four, Man United. Five, Brighton and Hove. Um, six, Man City. Seven, West Ham. Eight is Reading. Nine, Everton. Ten, Aston Villa. 11, Leicester City, and 12, Birmingham City. So the standings are there right now, and they're just in the middle of their season, um, and it's it's tight. Not quite as tight as NWSL was in the middle of their 2021 season, but the the standings um, are there for the Women's Super League. Lots of teams moving around, and, and the competition is back. Um, so they'll finish out their season, and then come this summer of 2022, these games will be on CBS. So we'll be diving into that. Them more as they come. Um, but I've been watching these games. I've been paying close attention because there's no NWSL right now. I've got to watch some soccer. Um, Sandra, do you watch? Do you have a, a women's Super League team that you follow? Of course I have a women's Super League team that I follow. <laughs> Sandra's, Sandra's blue, baby. It's a Chelsea all the way. Uh, you know, and it's it's <laughs> it's when you get a chance to to watch these games. And I say that with a little bit of a chuckle because let's be real. There's a little bit of a time difference, right, between between the United States, right, and then uh, over across the pond in, in England. So sometimes these games have very early kickoffs. Sometimes they have not so early kickoffs, and it's nice to get a chance to, to take a look at it. But I can tell you what the best part about it is for me personally. It's going to be real nice to get a chance to watch these games on CBS Sports. It's going to be so nice to be able to just sort of have them at our leisure, right, uh, in the event that 
things happen because things always happen and you're unable to maybe catch that 5 a.m 6 a.m wake up call mm -hmm. maybe you can catch it a, a little later um but I i'm excited for it to to see all the teams really in action not not just chelsea even though i'm i'm partial to them because so many of these clubs have so many great players and you know you hit you hit the audience with with the with the standings lisa and and you forgot to mention that, that the gunners are on top arsenal's on top that's 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 not only Vivian Miedema's Arsenal, but it's also Tobin Heath's yeah. Gunners, right? So it's like there's there's familiarity there for I think even the casual fan, right? To sort of be able to point at this league and say, I've seen this player before, or I'm familiar with this player. I've watched them during NWSL, or I've watched them, you know, during big international competitions and in, in, in a World Cup or, uh, you know, in, in an Olympics, right? Um, and that's the beauty of uh, having this league i think at people's fingertips right or right in their device yeah. that they could possibly have it so i know we are very very excited about it and i hope that all of our listeners uh are gonna be excited about it and stay excited about it uh as well i'm excited for us to also do you know some other different types of content uh around uh, mm -hmm. wsl yes we're gonna want to keep everybody up to date on on the standings right but we're excited to maybe get in there and get a look at our favorite goals right that come yes. out of certain match days and of course we love defense here so we're gonna be really excited to maybe see some crunchy type of tackles uh you know and, and defense coming into play uh for the women's super league so uh we're we're hyped for that to have that adjacent to nwsl but that's not all we've got we're gonna close this out with uh probably another really big uh, scale type event we've got several types of world cup qualifiers coming up for uh for for audiences to view across cbs sports platforms and uh to hear us chat about on attacking third i mean we're, we're it almost feels like well, it almost feels like we got it all lisa doesn't it we do have it all sandra we are <laughs> so lucky and attacking third we have it all too for everyone um this is probably um, the most exciting part of 2022, at least for me, because these World Cup qualifiers are sometimes more exciting than like actually the World Cup games, because these teams are fighting for everything they have to get into these the World Cup. Um, this is huge. A lot of the games have already started in 2021 and a lot of things have already happened. Um, but this is the year and this really is the summer coming up of 22, where all of the teams will be determined for the World Cup and then the Olympics as well that are coming up. So 32 teams competing in the ninth Women's World Cup. It's being hosted in Australia and New Zealand. Um, and this is an expanded format. In, in 2019, there was only 24 women's teams competing. Now in 2023, there will be 32. So more st spots and slots opening up because the women's game is growing Thank goodness, because um, it's about freaking time. Am I right, Sandra? Like it is about time that this game keeps growing. So it's being hosted by Australia and New Zealand. So both of those countries have already qualified for the World Cup and they are the only ones So we don't know the other teams that are in. But there is a lot of possibilities, especially with 32 teams that will be in the World Cup. Um, but 
it all starts with the qualifiers because of all the teams in the countries and around the world, you have to narrow it down and it goes by federation. That's, that's how kind of like big picture, that's how it works. So for the United States, they're in CONCACAF along with North America, Central America and the Caribbean. Um, so for Canada and the United States, they're both in CONCACAF um, and, and we'll dive into CONCACAF specifically a little bit year uh, as we dive into these World Cup qualifiers. But Sandra, why don't you hit us with who else could potentially qualify for the World Cup? Yeah, so I mean, obviously the, the big one there is is Concacaf. We're talking about them a little bit and what we're going to be uh, covering on on CBS Sports. We're excited to talk about uh, perhaps the, the teams that you maybe don't get a ton of the the headlines. Right, you're talking about United States women's national team, right? Heavy hitters, and you've got Olympic gold medalist Canada, right? But there's a ton of other teams within that, that we're excited to to take a look at and uh, really sort of highlight uh, nations and players uh, moving forward. But, I mean, it's not just CONCACAF that we're going to be uh, taking a look at at CBS Sports and attacking third. Uh, we've got uh, we've already had a, a number of games for, for UEFA for the European uh, World Cup qualifiers, and coming up very, very soon is going to be uh, the AFC uh, Asian Women's Cup, and that also uh, runs as their qualifiers as well. And these are, again, events, all types of fixtures, that you can catch on CBS Sports, Paramount Plus. And uh, I think the other thing that I'm really excited about with this, <laughs> Lisa, and we've been teasing it a little bit in this one because this is this is the episode where we're letting everybody know what's coming at them on Attacking Third CBS Sports in 2022. Uh, but we're going to have uh, previews coming up for a lot of these qualifiers that are taking place. So while we'll be taking really closer looks and like a close watchful eye on something like CONCACAF, right? Something like the Asian uh, UEFA coming up because we have access to those games and are able to, to take a look at them. That doesn't mean that we're just going to stop there. We're very, very excited to take a look at really all of these different, uh, you know, participating uh, nations and regions. And uh, I don't think people realize that this is going to come up much quicker than they anticipate. It's like you you see this and it's like maybe you look at the end date. Like, oh, like you'll have the results in the summer. We'll know who's going to the World Cup, right? But there's a start for all of these different qualifiers. And so many of them are already taking place in January and February. Again, it's coming much quicker than people anticipate. The Asian Women's Cup is going to be kicking off on January 20th. And they're going to... Uh, get into competition and we're going to have again a preview of that coming up soon but then you've got you know CONCACAF February the 16th you've got uh UEFA February 23rd uh going all the way through to October so there's there's a lot here uh that we're excited uh to get into and also excited to maybe bring some guests back in right Lisa get some get some friends back in uh maybe some new faces in uh, to talk about this uh we're just uh, we're just here to to talk and ramble is our heart's desire about uh, about this space uh, with everybody moving forward. Yes, I'm pumped to get some guests on and hear their thoughts about maybe underdogs heading into the World Cup qualifiers. What teams could maybe make a run and and head all the way to the World Cup and and make big splashes at the 2023 World Cup. Because when you look at the landscape for women's soccer and all of the different teams in the club, of course, there are the the heavy hitters like you mentioned, the United States, Canada, Brazil, um 
France, like lots of these teams are going to be making a big splash in these World Cup. But some of the smaller teams and especially in the different federations uh, like the Asian Cup that is coming up, there are 27 teams that will be competing in that and only six qualifying spots. So that's like the grand scope of things. Yes, the World Cup overall will have 32 teams involved, but there are so many teams that are going to fight to get there. And a lot of teams that won't make it just based on it. I mean, in CONCACAF, there are 32 teams competing in the CONCACAF Women's Championship, uh, the, the W Championship, to try to get into the World Cup. It's it's crazy. In Africa, there are 43 teams. UEFA has 51 teams. There are just players all over the world that this is their biggest year ever because if you qualify for the World Cup, that's in. Hopefully we'll see some first-time teams getting into the World Cup. That's what I want to see. But um, lots more previews to come of all of these qualifiers, uh, which ones we're keeping an eye on, our dark horses, some underdogs, and our guests will give us their insight. Let us take a peek into their mind as to which teams they're going to be watching for. I think you're correct. I think there is going to be the potential to have, uh, you know, some some new, you know, debutantes, right, for for the World Cup. Because, A, there always is in some capacity, right, whenever a World Cup comes around. Uh, but the fact that this competition is going to expand from 24 to 32 teams is obviously going to open up some some space and potential for there uh, to be some some new faces uh, in the 2023 World Cup. And, um, yeah. Just, just hyped about it. I'm getting a little overwhelmed just thinking, thinking about it in the in the in the best of ways. But I'm also thinking a lot about how all of our coverage is actually gonna gonna actually just kind of seamlessly like connect everything mm-hmm. together. Like I'm thinking about like starting off the top of this episode, Lisa, and talking about NWSL and then talking about women's super league, right? And there's gonna be people who watch these qualifiers and be like really intelligent about it and be like, you know what? I know about Sam Kerr, Frank Kirby, because I watch them, you know, on on CBS and 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 Women's Super League and and what they can bring to to either Australia or or, yeah. or to England, right? And this is like part of like that's part of the joy and part of the fun and sort of seeing all of these things kind of mesh and come together. Uh, it's it's one of my it's one of my favorite things uh, about this sport is sort of seeing uh, taking things from club and then sort of seeing how they pan out on, on the international stage. And uh, I'm excited to to cover all of it i'm excited to to cover it all with you specifically and of course our guests who come in and join us are our experts right we'll call them we shouldn't just call them guests our experts to come on in and chat about it all uh but that'll all come with time we've plugged the previews we plugged the guests we hope everyone is excited for the year ahead on attacking third and cbs sports and everything that we've got in the books for you all we want to thank you all for listening as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. If you leave us a five-star review on Spotify, uh, you can leave any questions for us over on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star review with a question, and Lisa and I will answer as part of our mailbag segment. We're also available as video. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. And we'll be back with more coverage for Sandra Rita and Lisa Roman. This was Attacking Third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.